Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Tuesday, December 6th. 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 12th of Kislev 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Al Jazeera, the Qatari television network, is moving ahead with its plea to submit a case to the International Criminal Court, presenting what they're calling evidence that shows the Israel Defense Force intentionally shot Palestinian-American journalist Shirin Abu Akleh. The 51-year-old female journalist worked for Al Jazeera and was famous around the world for her reporting on the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. She was shot while she was in the midst of a gunfight in the West Bank in May 2022. The world went crazy over this. Israel launched an investigation which found the bullet likely did in fact come from an IDF soldier, but that it is not certain about that and also that it was not deliberate. Today, the TV network submitted its request to the court according to a journalist who spotted the Al Jazeera lawyer walking into the courthouse. A 38-minute documentary from Al Jazeera has testimonies from all the journalists who were with Akla when she was shot that was released yesterday. They all say things were quiet, They saw many IDF soldiers heading up a hill, and then there were gunshots. Two journalists were shot. One man was hurt in his shoulder, and the other was Akle, who got shot in the head. Footage of her laying on her face on the ground is shown in the video. Al Jazeera's statement says this, The claim by the Israeli authorities that Shirin was killed by mistake in an exchange of fire is completely unfounded. The journalists were in full view of the IDF as they walked as a group slowly down the road with their distinctive media vests and there were no other persons in the road. Outgoing Israeli Defense Minister Benny Gantz defended Israel saying this, I regret the death of Shirin Abu Akleh, but we need to remember that this was a clear incident of combat that was probed in the most rigorous and in-depth manner, and I advise various bodies, and also Al Jazeera, to go and check what happens to journalists in Iran and in the area where Al Jazeera broadcasts from. There is no army that acts with a work ethic like the IDFs, and I want to emphasize my full backing and that of the entire security establishment for the commanders and soldiers who are acting to defend the citizens of Israel. Incoming right-wing member of Knesset, Itamar Ben-Gvir, who is slated to become the national security minister, is calling on Al Jazeera to be expelled from Israel and says, quote, Al Jazeera not only covers events in an anti-Semitic way, distorts the truth, and publishes lies, it also acts against the state of Israel around the world. This propaganda network should be expelled from the country and not given the opportunity to continue its anti-Israel series of lies. We'll keep you updated with what happens in the criminal court case. Shas leader Arya Deri walked out of coalition talks with incoming Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Otzma Yehudit leader Betzalel Smotrich on Monday, so that was yesterday. Derry reportedly demanded that the Interior and Health Ministries be exempt from oversight by the Finance Ministry. 
Smolrich, who is set to be the head of the finance ministry, opposed the idea. Derry, in turn, said failure to exempt his ministries would be a violation of an agreement his party previously reached with Netanyahu. The incident was the second time in a week that Derry has reportedly clashed with Netanyahu during their talks. Earlier Monday, Otsma Yehudit party chief Itamar Ben-Gvir addressed reports that Likud was trying to walk back some of its coalition promises. Ben-Gvir and Likud negotiators reportedly had a blow-up Thursday evening over this. Likud negotiators are said to have walked back some of the policy points previously agreed upon with Ben-Gvir, including those relating to changing open-fire regulations and providing some immunity to security personnel for actions carried out as part of their duties. Ben-Gvir's Otzma Yehudit became the first of five parties to sign a partial agreement with bloc leader the Likud party. The ultra-Orthodox United Torah, Judaism, and Derry's Shas party are still holding out as Netanyahu approaches his December 11th deadline to form a government. Knesset Speaker Mickey Levy said Monday he will convene the plenum on Monday this upcoming week to choose his replacement after incoming Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's bloc gathered enough signatures to force a vote. In a statement, Levy says the request to select a new speaker was meant to advance legislation that will allow people convicted of crimes and sentenced to conditional prison time to serve as ministers. This is in reference to ultra-Orthodox Shas leader Arya Derry, who is seeking to serve as a minister despite his tax fraud conviction, which is currently holding him back from moving into the role. Levy, a member of outgoing Prime Minister Yair Lapid's centrist Yeshatid party, says, quote, Despite the incredible pain in knowing that this is the intention of the emerging coalition, I will act with statesmanship and respect the will of the voter. So let's just make sure that you understand this. Levy believes that he's being kicked out of his role because Netanyahu and his ministers want to bring in a person to a ministerial role who is a convicted felon and they are trying to change policy and they believe that Levy won't be on board for it. And so in order to keep him away from their plans, they are putting up a vote to swap him out as the Knesset speaker. Netanyahu's Likud party had announced earlier that all the factions in his incoming coalition had endorsed replacing Levy with one of their own. Levy called the request unusual because it came before the swearing-in of the next Knesset. Netanyahu and his partners had previously discussed appointing a temporary speaker, but it wasn't clear if that was still their plan. It also remains unclear who Netanyahu and his allies will select as the new speaker, which will give them control of the Knesset even before the coalition is assembled and sworn in. The Knesset speaker is responsible for maintaining order during legislative sessions, determining the Knesset plenum's agenda each week, putting resolutions to a vote, and announcing results of votes. The Beersheba Magistrates Court is sentencing a Bedouin man living in southern Israel to 12 months in prison for polygamy, which he was convicted on. According to the charges filed against him in 2018, 36-year-old Musa Azama asked a 24-year-old woman to marry him in 2017 and even signed a marriage contract with her despite being already married to another woman. Azama's sentence marks the maximum amount of punishment given for such an offense. Judge Ron Solkin 
who presided over the case, says, in addition to offending women's honor and gender equality, the essence of such offenses provide fertile ground for poverty, abuse, and crime. If this phenomenon would not be dealt with, it could undermine attempts to incorporate such families into modern society. Azama's first wife says he told her about his intent to marry another woman, but that her opposition to it had no effect on his decision, and that even if she were to protest, he would still marry another woman. Azama claimed he divorced his first wife, but then said he has a memory issue and could not recall when the divorce took place. He also told the court two of his brothers are married to two women, and he cannot understand why he was charged with an offense if they were not. Azama's attorney claims the sentence was too severe and that only 4.5% of men who are known to be polygamous have actually been sentenced, making this ruling selective and wrong. Again, that sentence is for 12 months behind bars. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. Also a note, I'm going to be offering Israel Daily News podcast gift baskets for the holiday season. I'll be working with Hasod, which is an Israeli brand that sells gift boxes with handcrafted items from Israel inside of the boxes. They show up right to your door or to the door of whoever you're sending it to. Shipping is done through Hasod. That's the name of the company. It's easy. It's great. I've used it before. If you want to make a one-time contribution to the Israel Daily News podcast, and be rewarded with a fun box full of Israeli items, some of which you can eat. You should keep your ear out. I'm going to be giving more details about this offer in the days to come. The financial support we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. And thank you to all of you listeners for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at IsraelDaily.News as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Last night's Sunset Series event went over so well, we did something a little different by having a World Cup game viewing in a bar on Dizengoff Street in Tel Aviv. I'm especially excited to say that two listeners of the Israel Daily News podcast came to the event last night. They officiated their Israeli citizenship during the course of time in from when they started listening to my show and now. It's very rewarding to meet these dedicated listeners and it's very exciting for me to know that people are moving to Israel and they are using the news from my show to help them get acclimated into Israeli society. The Israeli supermarket chain Shufersal says it's going to buckle under pressure of dairy giant Tanuva after the company hiked up prices on some of their products. Until today, Tuesday, Shufersal had been boycotting the products. It's been like that for about three weeks. Shufersal is only bringing back the products that don't have an alternative from other companies. But many products are just not coming back to shelves at all. The products coming back are butter, yellow cheeses, sour cream, and tofu. 
Just a few weeks ago, Tanuva announced a 4.7% increase in the dairy products that they sell, which are not government regulated because some dairy products in Israel are government pre- because some products in Israel are government regulated. Tanuva says they had to increase their price because the cost of regular cow milk has risen by 24% within the last three years. Israel and Bahrain are close to finalizing its first ever free trade agreement. This comes two years after the Gulf state of Bahrain signed on to the Abraham Accords Agreement, which normalized relations between the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and Israel. Later, Morocco and Sudan joined this agreement as well. There are a number of talks and negotiations to figure out how the free trade agreement is going to work. Another talk is supposed to happen within the coming weeks. Israel's President Isaac Herzog is just returning from the Gulf after he visited Bahrain as the first ever Israeli head of state to go to Bahrain, ever. Never was a head of state invited there. Herzog released an opinion piece today in the Times of Israel about his experience, and he said he was excited to show children in the Gulf that Israel and Bahrain are friends, and he says this is a new Middle East that he never could have imagined while he was growing up. The free trade agreement is expected to increase bilateral trade to the level of hundreds of millions of dollars each year. Now for a fun archaeological story. Archaeologists have uncovered an ancient Roman road in the north of Israel, and it's 1,800 years old, dating back to the time of the Emperor Hadrian, who ruled Israel from some time. He's a very fascinating character. The Israel Antiquities Authority says the road is about 8 meters wide and 35 meters long, so that's 26 by 82 feet. It was found around 12 miles outside of Tiberias, which is a city on the Sea of the Galilee. Best part about this story for me is that the road was uncovered while developers were doing some work on a walking trail in that area. The Antiquities Authority is calling it the Highway 6 of the Ancient World which is a nod to Israel's big major north-south highway, Highway 6. The roadway was used to quickly bring military forces, mail, and goods back and forth to the region some 1,800 years ago. Gold coins and pottery from this time period were dug up as well while they were excavating this road. So cool, so interesting. All right, well, that is it for today's show. Today is Tuesday, December 6th. 2022 Tel Aviv has a low of 14 degrees Celsius and a high of 23 degrees that's 58 degrees Fahrenheit for the low going up to 73 degrees for the high subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from we are everywhere don't forget to sign up to our Israel weekly news wrap it's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my life, what I'm thinking, what I'm pondering on, how my work is making me feel, and I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. Now, let's hear a song called Seven Days a Week by Daniel Jacob. He's a new immigrant in Israel from the U.S. I met him at my weekly events. Enjoy his song and have a great and productive day. Slide, take off on a ride. Since you wanna catch up, vibe. Drift through the waves, raise up time. Never felt so alive. So alive. So alive. So alive. Seven days a week. Love drive till she hit the peak. C'est la vie. Mommy, Ben Aki. Seven 